This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, my name is Daryl Ong and this is Banan, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Today on the program, we're going to be talking about Lesser Known Sport, a show that kicks off a monthly series called That's a Sport. On this inaugural episode of the series, we head to the swimming pool with an underwater race called Fin Swimming. Fin Swimming developed in the early 1950s with origins traced back to Italy but quickly spread to other countries and gained popularity among swimmers worldwide. A sport, like the name suggests, involved the use of fins, typically on the feet, to move through the water at a faster pace. In some disciplines, the use of snorkels and scuba tanks is also necessary while racing. Fin swimming is known as the F1 of swimming and one that's recognised by the International Olympic Committee and is part of the World Games. Back home in Malaysia, it's one that's still very much in its infancy with the MFSA, the Malaysian Fin Swimming Association, only founded last year. Fin swimming will be part of the upcoming SEA Games in Phnom Penh and Malaysia will be sending athletes to compete for only the second time in history. Joining us on the program to tell us more is the president of the Malaysian Fin Swimming Association, Ravi Sanmugam. Fin swimming is uh, basically where why why it comes a different about swimming and fin swimming. The use of underwater apparatus. So basically, you'll be using a scuba diving equipment. You'll be using fin. You'll be using snorkels. These are all the gears that actually been used in uh, underwater activities. Mm. And that's what it becomes the underwater sport. And that fin swimming is one of the underwater sport that's uh, around in the world. Mm. So it's pretty much swimming, but mostly under under the surface. Yes, it's pretty much swimming, but mostly under the surface and using the underwater equipments. Mm. And I understand there are four main uh, categories in fin swimming. You have the apnea, surface, bifins and also immersion. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit on those? Okay, so apnea is actually using monofin and uh, holding your breath all the way 15 meters in, under the water. Mm. So that's apnea. It's pretty much like a free diving. Mm. The only thing difference is this is more on a competitive uh, going 50 meters. Mm. So that's apnea. For apnea, you don't use any snorkel. You'll be using basically fins and your goggles or mask. That's it. You hold your breath. Okay. Yeah, you hold your breath doing, doing your undulating movement, which is the butterfly kick all the way until the, the end of the pool. Mm. And then you have a bifin event. So bifin event is uh, more on using the two fins. That's why it's called bifin. So using the fin, doing a flutter kick movement, mm. the front crawl swim using mask or goggles and snorkel. So this is a bifin event. And uh, surface event, surface event comes with uh, using the monofin. I see. So you've been using the monofin again, which what they use in the apnea. Okay, you're using the monofin. And this one, you have to use snorkel and the goggles. Mm. So this is surface event. So the difference you see surface uh, event and the apnea is just that apnea, you don't use snorkel and you have to be under the water all the way. Surface event, you're using the snorkel 
and you you cannot be submerged fully i see one part of your body either the snorkel your body or what must always be above the water mm. that one and the final one immersion is actually using the scuba equipment which is a regulator with a tank a mini tank and that also fully submerged going for 100 meters and 200 meters even Oh, that's pretty much like diving, isn't it? Yes, uh, like scuba diving. Mm. Only thing without the without the what do you call tank and mm. the BCD and all that. You are just using the the regulator with a mini tank. Mm. Using uh, and going so much lah all the way. So and, this is the four categories. And and you've been doing this for a couple of years now. All these four categories, which would you say is the most popular in that sense? Definitely, the most popular one is going to be the bifin event. Bifin. Mm. Yes, the bifin event. Main reason is because bifin is very closely associated with swimming. Whereby you know most of them who wants to come and do the bifin event, all they need to do is they just need to put on their fins, right. which most of them have already been practicing with their flippers, and then just get a frontal snorkel, which also they have already been doing with their swimming training, mm. and then they just need to do the event. Mm. Yes, yeah. so so it's known to be as the Formula One of swimming. But just bring me through the speed difference, I guess. How much faster are swimmers in fin swimming? Okay, you can see like when they are doing uh, why why we call it the F one of uh, swimming because of the speed mm. and the speed we are talking about. Like you know, recently the world uh, world games they have clocked a fifty meter in less than fourteen seconds. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's the speed they go. So like I was just you know the other day we were in Penang. And I was uh, speaking with the coaches there and some of the parents who came to hear about fin swimming. I was just telling them, you know, uh, if you really consider to come into fin swimming and all that, just ask your kids to give it a try. Hmm. Because the moment they f- they feel, if they are the type who wants speed, the moment they feel the speed in fin swimming, very unlikely they might go back to swimming. <laughs> <laughs> they get addicted to the speed. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Um, okay, so also talking about the sport, right? It's not exactly a new sport, you know. It came up in around the 1950s, uh, but it started competitively playing in, you know, in world games internationally in the 80s. Malaysia, like I mentioned, still very much in its infancy. Uh, in fact, uh, you guys, uh, the MFSA, you guys organized the first ever Malaysia Fin Swimming Championships recently in January, if I'm not mistaken. Um, how did that go, Ravi? Uh, it, it it was uh, very well received by the community. Uh, we were actually very uh, surprised mm. by the participation um, because you know being fin swimming uh, being uh, sorry fin swimming being a new sport mm. we didn't expect it to garner much support from the swimming community and all that and when we put it up we said like you know just go ahead do a first national event and let's see uh, how we can reach out as much as we can mm. so we went through ministry of education to send it out to the schools and then we went through all the swimming clubs by the state associations and all that so of course not all the state association participated uh, through their swimming clubs mm. but some of the swimming clubs who got to know about it and all they came on their own and then from the school from the school they got the information they came on their own and we had a overwhelming uh, participation far than what we expected we had like eight states participation mm. and we had 154 athletes oh, for great. the event for first yeah, championship those, uh, that, those are great no, numbers championship that's right yeah yeah correct 
Before we get into, you know, I guess the intricacies and the different aspects of fin swimming, on a personal level, Ravi, I want to ask you, uh, what inspired you to, you know, grow the grassroots, uh, grow the grassroots sport in fin swimming and also, you know, taking on this role as uh, the president of the association? Um, yeah, what inspired you to do that? Um, actually, if you, I, I have had the same question being thrown to me by some of the state fin swimming association who formed recently and all that. They asked me, why why am I moving in fin swimming? Mm. So actually, the the story about me getting into the underwater uh, sport, which mm. is like the fin swimming, especially particularly fin swimming, is because there was, uh, last year, there was an opportunity for sea games where fin swimming is part of the sea games. Mm. And some of us were already doing fin swimming like a leisure, leisure sport. And then this group of these uh, fin swimmers were saying like, why not we just try and, you know, move into uh, sea games. Mm. So to do that, there's certain paperwork need to be done. You need to go and form the association with the register, I mean, the Sports Commission of Malaysia and all these kind of things. So on my part, I'm, I'm, I could say that I have, uh, I have involved myself in many associations and all that. So I thought, okay, let's just guide them, you know, to put them in perspective, mm. what are things to be done and mm. all that. So as we are going along that, and then I realized the sport, actually a new sport, it's not so easy to just bring a new sport into uh, this country, you know. Yeah. It, it's a very tedious thing and uh, time-consuming matter. <laughs> so there are, of course, moments that I thought like, you know, we just have to just stop it and just move away, you know. But because of the support from the grassroots, whereby like even, in fact, the Malaysia Fin Swimming Championship that we had recently, mm. there was a lot of parents, even some of the coaches, they came and approached me and they told me like, uh, it's a good thing that you have this kind of thing because we were having no direction. There's no sense of direction for us to go anywhere with swimming. And now that we have uh, Fin Swimming, we have a new avenue for us to move. And uh, they thanked me for moving on without stopping you know mm. so at that time where you feel like you want to just give up because it's like i said it's not so easy to bring up a new sport with all the red tapes with all the things we need to go through mm. when we have this kind of talks coming from parents and all that you say like okay let's just go further let's move further and then you know one thing leads to another and when we start getting support from the ministry level and all that from msn they start supporting and all that and then you see that you know there's actually what you are doing is bearing fruit yeah and why stop at this moment mm. we keep moving as long as people are supporting they need your assistance then we just do it mm. slowly and surely uh, growing yeah just goes take baby steps one step at a time Hmm. Speaking of bearing fruit, uh, Ravi, you guys made your maiden appearance at the Sea Games last year. Um, I think you guys sent about five five fin swimmers um, right. to Hanoi. Uh, How was that experience like? You know, what were some of the lessons you can take away from that campaign? From that, yeah, yeah. Actually, we had a very good experience in Sea uh, Games last year. Hmm. A very important thing we learned there is like, you know, just because you're a good swimmer, you cannot become a great uh, fin swimmer. You know? hmm. Hmm. Uh, the same cannot be said otherwise. <laughs> the reason because what we, what what everyone has to realize is when you are 
swimming, you're actually using basically no e- additional equipment. Yeah. It's just your body, yeah. your speed, yeah. your agility. That's what's going to move. Hmm. But when we move into fin swimming, the entire power is coming from two parts, which is the lower part of your body and I could say 70 to 80% the power from the fin. Right. So that's what is going to propel you forward. You know? mm-hmm. If you are a very good swimmer, but you do not know how to control your fin, you do not, how, you do not know how to bring out the power from that fin, mm. you are as good as not using the fin. I see. So I see. That's, that's one big lesson that we learned. Because there are sometimes we think like, okay, let's just put on the fin and just jump in, you know, we can just do it because our swimmers are all great swimmers. And then you suddenly realize like, Alamak, what is this? You know, <laughs> it's not as what you perceived, you know, it's like totally different. So this year, focusing a lot on techniques, a lot of on the fin, we are focusing more on the fin. Hmm. That's actually very interesting because in terms of the athletic quality, right? Um, right what I'm getting is good swimmers don't necessarily make good fin swimmers and you know talking about training uh, in terms of uh, in, in Malaysia when you could do conduct it I mean obviously some of it is in uh, most of it is in the swimming pool but do you do open water training as well? For time being we are not doing open water fin swimming mm. but there is an event there is an event for open water fin swimming which we are not focusing at this very moment mm. uh, because we are like I said earlier we are taking one step at a time mm. we do not want to start and involving ourselves in many segments where we can't even uh, cope up with it. Like, in fact, the from the four main categories that we shared, I shared with you earlier, mm-hmm. immersion, we are still lacking on immersion. We have not even started immersion. The very reason because for immersion, it requires a special tank and a regulator. Right. And that tank is not easily available anywhere. Mm, got you. Yeah. So, so the open water fin swimming, we'll be visiting that soon. But not for time being. Mm, got you. Yeah. Baby steps, baby steps. Uh, in, in terms of your coaches um, that you have under the association, um, are there many that are well versed with fin swimming? And also, you know, how do you source for them? For coaches this year, from our experience last year, what we did is for this year, we decided to do decentralized training, taking into consideration the fact that uh, a lot of these athletes, they come from different, different uh, states. Mm. And uh, even if even if we come from the same state also, for them to come training on a daily basis or even uh, by uh, two days once and all that, some have to come like, we take for example Slango, some have to come from as far as Sungai Bulo hmm. to come to Pusat Aquatic Darul Esan for training. Hmm. And that one trip is going to cost them 60 to 70 ringgit per trip, you know. Hmm. So after looking into all that, this year we decided to do decentralized training. And when we do decentralized training, it only means that we need the coach at that particular state to help these athletes. So to get one coach to dedicate for fin swimming itself is a big thing. And the reason because in Malaysia, like I said, the fin swimming is a very new sport. Yeah. There's not many people who know about it. What more coaches? Coaches definitely will not know about fin swimming. So if I send someone to just say like Coach A and I tell them, hey, Coach A, please help us to develop this uh, fin swimming athlete, he's going to just give swimming training only. Mm. That's what's going to happen. Mm. But what we have done is we have managed to successfully get some of these coaches whose athletes are one of the SEA Games uh, participants. Okay, so they have uh, agreed 
to learn some of the fin swimming techniques and all that to develop themselves and now they are conducting the, the training for fin swimming for this like Malacca we have one coach coach Azim is there so he's uh, training them and uh, in Upsi uh, we have two of the one of them from Upsi so one athlete there so coach uh, Rizal is there he's uh, helping and then in Penang we have our national coach which is uh, coach Dave hmm. he is uh, actually helping to train the Penang athlete and in Slango we have coach Zaki who's actually training uh, the Slango athletes hmm. Hmm. participating in the sea games so like that we also have uh, from uh, para from uh, kada so this kada coaches they are all training their our athletes also in a decentralized uh, system lah so whether they are actually good in uh, fin swimming a good fin swimming coach or not i wouldn't say that at this moment but they are actually very good in terms of they are willing to learn the new new program the mm. new fin swimming techniques and adapt it to their existing swimming techniques mm. yeah so i have to applaud them for that lah That was Ravi Sanmugam, the president of the Malaysian Fin Swimming Association. As this week on That's a Sport, we've been talking about fin swimming. More of that conversation to come, so do stick around. My name is Daryl Ong and this is Bar Nan on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, my name is Daryl Ong and you have been tuning in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. On the program today, that's a sport, we're talking about fin swimming, a sport known as the F1 of swimming due to the increased speed. As the name suggests, the use of fins, sometimes snorkels and oxygen tanks separates it from its more popular and conventional cousin. Joining us on the show this week is Ravi Sanmugam. He is the president of the Malaysian Fin Swimming Association, a group who recently, in January, organized the first ever Fin Swimming Championships in Negeri Sembilan, a tournament that saw eight states comprising of 154 athletes participating. The result shows everything. So, most of the participants came from Slango. Slango Fin Swimming Association, they sent like a, a huge battalion of fin swimmers during the event. Mm. Yeah, the reason being because fin swimming, uh, state fin swimming started from uh, uh, Slango. So they are ahead, uh, ahead in Malaysia, they are the, one of the earliest lah, pioneer. Mm. And then followed by Negeri Semelan. Negeri Semelan, uh, because I'm there, <laughs> so we managed to bring in quite a number of athletes for that uh, event mm. and then uh, from Malacca Malacca there was a group of uh, athletes where the coaches like I told you they are all looking for avenue to branch out so they brought a, uh, quite a number of athletes and uh, my secretary Win from Penang he managed to convince some of the uh, the swimmers their, their star swimmers to come and try the fin swimming hmm. take up the challenge and come for the Malaysia fin swimming championship and thanks to my secretary now that at particular athlete is our medal prospect for sea games actually okay yeah okay <laughs> unnerving these gems yeah oh yeah and and because that swimmer decided to take on the challenge and come for this fin swimming So through him, we also managed to convince his coach 
to take on the task as the national uh, fin swimming coach. Wow, the, the squad is really yeah. um, shaping up. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that now, you know, the upcoming SEA Games, the next major tournament happening. Uh, I guess one of the biggest news to come out of this is 11-year-old Zara Alicia. Uh, who will be competing against adults for this tournament? Uh, it really does sound from what you were saying just now that the squad is shaping up and I guess you're in a way hopeful for medals to come? Yeah, yeah. We we actually are very hopeful for some medals based on the statistics uh, we compiled from previous games and all that. Mm. Uh, we do see some medal prospects. So whether it's going to come from which athlete, that's the big question. Mm. Uh, we 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 could say like I told you my my swimmer my fin swimmer not swimmer fin swimmer we have to now use the term <laughs> fin swimmer <laughs> so the fin swimmer from Penang uh, Chris Chu he's going to be our medal prospect uh, we are looking at that and then we have Kilian Kilian is uh, from Sarawak currently studying in UPSI so he's also one of our medal prospect they fall in uh, our our category category A according to OCM's requirement, they fall under our category A. Mm. And the others, I would say they have a pretty good fighting fighting chance. And uh, I think they are performing quite pretty well. In a very short span of time from January since the Malaysia Fin Swimming Championship ended, until today we had three centralized training and they are in their decentralized training ongoing. Where I think the uh, timing is improved. We just did a time trial. The timing is improving pretty good, and uh, I hope they will be they will be showing better timing in this upcoming Sea Games, lah. Mm. And as for the eleven-year-old Zara, don't uh, look down at she's eleven-year-old. How she's going to compete against the adult? We all in swimming, fin swimming. Everything's about time. Yep. She has the energy the drive, the motivation and the speed of a 15-16 year old. So she's not someone we have, we have to to just slip under the carpet. No? Hmm. We have to keep an eye on her. <laughs> and I read somewhere that she only started in January. Fin swimming. That's yeah, right. Fin swimming. Only fin in swimming. January. And uh, she picked it up so quickly. Yep, that's right. That's why I said she has the drive, she has the energy, she has the attitude. Hmm. She, she would be in years to come I, I would see, say that she would be one of the top fin swimmers in this country and probably in this region. Mm, definitely want to look out for. Speaking of being the top in the region, um, fin swimming was included in for the first time in the Hanoi Sea Games back way back in 2003 and then it took a hiatus for a long time, made its way back next, uh, last year and then this year's edition is going to have it. But powerhouses in the ASEAN region, um, how would you say the Malaysian squad stack up against uh, the rest of the countries in the region and you know who are the who are the powerhouses in ASEAN? Okay, when you look at ASEAN, Malaysia is the baby. We are just born last year mm. and we are taking our baby steps now. Mm. And the powerhouses in this region would be Indonesia, Vietnam, Thailand. Ah. These are the main uh, three powerhouses. Most of the reason probably because they've been there very long. Okay. Since like you, you have said it just now, they started since 2003. They've already been going at there. No? Mm. Uh, when we look at Malaysia's, Malaysians, fin swimmers, how we are stacking with them. We are just two years old. But I think in the Bifin event, we are, we are progressing pretty well. Okay, want to look out for. Um, the fin swimming was an exhibition event at the Olympics. Um, 
I mean, hopefully it makes it to the Olympics. But in your opinion, what must be improved for it to be a competitive event at the world's biggest games? Olympics, very simple. They have their requirement, which is they need as many countries participating in the championships around the world. Mm. It's not going to happen with like, you know, just uh, one particular region is playing in and then it goes into Olympics. Mm. So for that to happen, our International Federation, which is uh, CMAS, World Underwater Sports Body, uh, they are going aggressively trying to create a lot of championships around the globe. And uh, what is required is the affiliates, which is like Malaysia and, and other countries, to participate actively in all this, as many championships as we can. Because these are all the statistics, data that will be compiled and Olympic Council is going to look at this and then determine whether this sport should be included into Olympics or not. Mm. So if uh, all the effort is being done from the world body and uh, if there's no support coming from the affiliated bodies, then it's going to be a problem. And affiliated bodies like Malaysia, we cannot be participating in most of this event due to the fact is these championships are all held in mostly the European side, too far away. A flight ticket just to go, like recently they had a, a game in Poland. The flight ticket, to, a return flight ticket to Poland service, 8,000, not including the registration for the games. Mm. So being a, a sport that is not in the podium sport category, mm. it means you have to self-fund. When you are self-funding, uh, that is a very, very big problem because it all boils down to how much of money you have. And how much you can afford, yeah, for sure. But yes. on that topic, you know, how, how are relationships with you and, you know, the sports ministry to ensure that, you know, the association that you run, number one, financially stable uh, in the long run, especially, you know, to support your programs and initiatives? Uh, currently, the sports ministry... They are very supportive towards uh, fin swimming. They have, in fact, shown us uh, what are all the avenues, the fundings that's available for us to capitalize on, mm. to get our program moving, like particularly the new sports development program. Mm. They actually have some fundings for that. So they showed us how to go about it. And then they are giving very good support in terms of moral support. Uh, they are trying to see what, what they can participate uh, together, uh, they do come in when, like even recently, we had the sports minister come by our training ground mm. and see the athletes, what's the problems they're having, how she can make it better for the fin swimmers. Mm. So I would say in terms of relationship with the sports ministry, in fact, not only sports ministry, with the Sports Council of Malaysia and uh, even the Olympic Council of Malaysia, mm. we are all in a pretty same page we are working towards the same direction and goal, which is we want to grow the sport and make Malaysia's uh, name up in the international avenue. That's great. Now, speaking of growing the sport, how does MFSA plan to promote and increase participation in fin swimming, both, I guess, in the grassroots and professional levels? We, we have started to actually since last year, going state by state, meeting the state sports council and uh, explaining to them what fin swimming is about and... Uh, getting them on, on board to all the activities that we're doing, mm. which is uh, showing good progress because like even uh, this recent centralized training that we had in Penang was full uh, quite well supported by the Penang State Sports Council. Mm. Just uh, we contacted Mr. Harry, the director there, and he said like, Ravi, come, come about, 
no problem. Penang will support your training events. We want to see Finn Swimming growing in Penang State. Hmm. So this is the progress that's happening. So that which means that they actually start knowing about Finn Swimming and they want to help it. They want to help it. And uh, the other thing what we are trying to do is we are emphasizing on all our state associations to start the state Finn Swimming Championship. Because when we did the Malaysia Finn Swimming Championship, it brought together a huge community of people from all walks of life mm. in Malaysia. Mm. If we focus it in each state, I think we can send out the message of Finn Swimming uh, more outreach, far, far reach out better. Mm. This is what I, I look at it. And this in return will help in the progress of where we are heading to, where MFSA is heading to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sounds like a lot of work <laughs> to uh, line up oh, down the line. Yes, definitely a lot of work. In fact, actually, I myself and I actually have to thank my secretary. Is without my secretary, uh, Mr. Thor, Thor Elwin, hmm. he's uh, from Penang. Uh, tirelessly, he's been doing lots of letters, documentations, and all that. You know, for an association to move, you need a very good secretary. Hmm. And I'm very blessed to actually have me have, have him beside me. Because like you said, we want to get all the funding from the sports ministry. The sports ministry has already shown us what you can do. Hmm. But all this, I tell you, need paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> Without paperwork, it's not going to work. And if it comes paperwork, it only means I need the secretary to start getting paper done. It's good because for us, as long as there's progress coming, it means we are going on the right track. We are hmm. doing the right thing. We have the right people supporting us. And uh, like I said, we are heading towards our objective, which is like uh, in the upcoming uh, months, we are already working towards uh, putting fin swimming into Sukma. Uh, that's our next target. We are going into Sukma. And once that is done, our next stop will be going for the university games. And slowly, we are trying to bring this sport everywhere. It, we, we want to look at it in the next coming few years, maybe three to five years. Fin swimming should be a sport a main main sport mm-hmm. and, yeah. and speaking of major tournaments coming up this year you know apart from the sea games which is a huge one what does the rest of 2023 look like you know any tournaments on the horizon yeah yeah we we do have uh, the young fin swimming championship which is uh, asian young fin swimming championship which is going to take place in uh, phuket in november we have that coming on board and then we also have the world cup series going on so this is in the asian region in the world region they have quite a number of games but probably we won't be participating at that level for now mm-hmm. until we can secure some good sponsors or funders to fund all these uh, <laughs> flight tickets and all that so meanwhile we will be participating in most of the championships that takes place in this region that was Ravi Sanmugam, the president of the Malaysian Fin Swimming Association. As this week on the show, we've been talking about the underwater race Fin Swimming on a new monthly series called That's a Sport. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's show. If you'd like to revisit this episode, you can head over to our website www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. Or if you'd like to get in touch with the program, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. My name's Daryl Ong and this has been Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week, only here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.